can't help but notice the shirt you're wearing. Yeah. What sh- what is that from? Uh, that is from today's movie, and okay. this is my hunky boy See, that's shirt. That's what I thought. That's what I thought when yeah. you were wearing <laughs> like the before. I was like, I'm pretty sure Chris has a shirt for that. I do. But... I have a I have a my tie dye <laughs> hunky boy shirt from uh, from Cavity Colors. From Cavity Colors. Cavity Colors. They do uh, horror movie shirts. That's where I got your Hedora uh, shirt. Oh, rock on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, they they do amazing shirts. I love them a lot. So welcome to Creature Crunch, the podcast where we take a monster, we find its control jam, and make it do stupid things for our entertainment. Yep. My name is Matt. And I don't like hunky boys. Or do I? <laughs> and uh, we are covering... Uh, we're, we're finally out of the, the drudge that was Mayomo Del Toro. Like, we love Del Toro, but <laughs> damn, that was a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally out of that. And, like, that, I think we talked about it before, but that definitely exemplifies why this isn't a weekly show. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that nobody listens to it, so it doesn't matter, but... <laughs> right. No, it's... Like, oh, that... man. It was fun, but, man, that got tiring at the end of it. I'm glad we started a little recording early. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise we would have exploded. So it was nice having last week off, so to speak. Yeah, we still had to record something, but... But it wasn't... Yeah, we, we recorded on Saturday last week. Yeah, what did we record? We recorded the uh, first Kibbles for Mayomo. That's right, that's yep. right. That's right. Well, that wasn't too bad. It, no, it was I short, know, but kibble, it was still... The some... are a lot easier to do. Yeah. So. Um, and they're not good anyway. But um, yep, yep. I digress. Uh, like it, it, was, it was a fun month, but let's never do a theme month again, Matt. <laughs> At least not for a little while. Yeah, not, not until not we can both make a living off of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so never. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, so this week was your choice. It was. And, uh, you chose, uh, a 2020's, pretty, uh, Psycho Goreman. Pretty unique movie. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> Had you seen it before? I hadn't seen it, no. Okay. I owned so, it because, uh, I, I had bought it when it came out. Sure. Because, um, I listened to the Flophouse podcast. Right. And Stuart Wellington, uh, one of the hosts of that show, is in, in this, this movie. movie. Yeah. And he was just like, hey, you know buy this movie's coming out you should pre-order it and so support the director and support me as an actor i was like i will do that <laughs> and then i did and then i like never actually got around to watching it but i love the aesthetics of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah so that's why i got my hunky boy shirt here yeah i I'd, uh, i came across this movie when i was doing research for the podcast mm-hmm. and uh i saw it and i was like I okay mean, yeah we gotta add that to the it's to the a list, practical so. effects heavy movie it's yeah, a it's... suit actor heavy movie Alright. Yeah, it's very much like yeah. our steez. So I do have a confession to make though, yeah. Chris. Um I didn't actually watch Psycho Gorman this Uh-oh. week. Um instead I decided to go a little weird and I, I started watching Power Rangers. I watched like the first yeah. just the intro of Power Rangers. Um then I decided to just go ahead and stop that binge uh Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy for a little while. Yeah. Um, and every now and then when I got tired of Billy and Mandy, I would just switch over to Rick and Morty and watch the scenes between Beth and, uh, Jerry. Yeah. Just, just to, to bring myself back down a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, I hope that I can, um, follow uh, along with you on this. You're but fine, that's, man. that's what I did. You're so. fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, this has a lot of like tokusatsu t- style <laughs> stuff, a lot of like Sentai style action. There are some themes, I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and then like, yeah, it. The whole stuff with the parents is very strange until it pays <laughs> off really well at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, the, it, it's kind of a, a weirdo of a movie, but it's like, it, it's very funny. And I think it works in a lot of ways that like 
thinks killing didn't. I, I I am inclined to agree. Yeah, didn't rely on the shock humor. No, as much there's as, like stuff hardly like that. any. There's very little. I mean, there's there's a, a scene or two with like the dad on the toilet, but I mean, even that doesn't. They don't that, push that very far. That's like less of. Oh no, he's he's doing a poop, and more Psycho Gorman is shouting at this man, and he's yeah. falling over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, but it definitely has that. That same tone as yeah. things like Thanksgiving, where it's just... It's very absurdist, but in just a good way. Like, yeah. I, I like this movie a lot. So, so what you're saying is that when I, what I did was fine, I, I, will, I won't... Yeah, you're you're, you're okay. cool, man. You're cool. cool. Alright, so, um, so obviously we enjoyed the movie. Uh, definitely recommend checking it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, there will be spoilers in this, as always. Uh, take that for what yep. it is. This is much more of a spectacle than it is... <laughs> a story-driven narrative, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think it is worth mentioning that uh, Stephen Kostansky, the director of this movie, also directed The Void, which is another one that's on our list, and is another practical effects-heavy monster-style movie. Yeah. So we'll probably get to that at some point, because I love that movie. Sure, sure. And the practical effects are cool. Like, they're, yeah. they were really well done in this. I mean, other than... Like I, I think it was also intentionally bad when the when the monsters talked. Yeah, yeah, especially Pandora. Pandora, oh my god! But um, but like I I think you're right. That was it was very much supposed to like imit, like mimic that style. Yeah. And so yeah. I that was yeah. But still, the suits are great looking. They are really good, and the I, designs are just. I especially uh, love that dude who he was just like a tank with body parts sticking out of it. <laughs> We'll, we'll cover yeah. him in a minute. That's my so. favorite. That's my favorite boy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, without further ado, I think we can go ahead and jump in to Psycho Gorman. Um, I did note that you, uh, in your trivia note, you just said you got nothing. Yeah, this is a big old weirdo movie. And I was just like, "What?" And I tried to do some research, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, there's nothing." <laughs> yeah, like the the director did the Void, which is another great movie, and uh, Stuart Wellington's in it. Yeah, and. Uh, that's all I got, man. All right. Well, um, so uh, we open on a text crawl telling us the background of this movie. There is a distant planet called Gygax, which totally tells you what you're in for with this movie, if you didn't already know. Yeah. Uh, I watched this on Amazon mm-hmm. because I'm an idiot and didn't on Shudder because I'm an idiot. I was going to say, I thought you had a Shudder subscription. I do. I'm an idiot. Okay. I cannot stress enough. Then again, I did buy it, so I, I decided to go ahead and buy okay. it anyway. But um, I watched this on Amazon, and you know, when you when you scroll over on Amazon, it'll give you trivia. Yeah, yeah. The only trivia that this movie had throughout the entire run uh-huh. was about this guy Gax. Nice. <laughs> that was it. Like, there's a few other things that I saw on IMDb about this movie, but like, there's there's not a lot. It's <laughs> this movie just kind of is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, Planet Gygax, um, and we find out that there is was an evil dictator. Who was planning on conquering the galaxy, but was defeated and imprisoned on Earth by the forces of light. So that's our, our background situation for this movie. So we flash to present day Earth, or facsimile thereof. I don't know when exactly this movie's supposed to take place. I See, I was wondering that through the, the entire movie, and the only thing that I can guess is I think it's supposed to take place in, like... Late 80s, early 90s. That's, that's what it seems like in a lot of ways. I think it takes place at the same time as, like... I don't know, some of the other movies that are just, like, anytime America movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, because, okay, there's a scene later on where the boys are playing um, a Nintendo 64. Right. So it's got to be in the 90s. It's got to be in the late 90s. In the late 90s. But, like, a lot of the 
you can tell there's a lot of 80s um, inspiration in this yeah, movie. Yeah. So I mean, just look at the logo of the movie for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it's, yeah, it, it's mid, just mid kind of late nineties because anytime America, like late eighties, yeah. late nineties, yeah. somewhere in there. But, uh, we see that there are two kids, uh, Luke and Mimi, who are, are basic, or our leads for this movie, essentially. Yeah, they are. They, they very um, much are. And they are playing a game called crazy ball. While Butt Rock plays in the background. Oh my god, this game. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Calvin Ball, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Like, there's so many rules, and it seems like they're making them up on the fly, and you gotta... But they they, they act as if they, like, there's an understanding. that they, yeah. They're not making them up on the fly. They both right. know the rules. We don't know the rules. That's the joke. Yeah, Also, yeah. I don't understand the rules of this game. <laughs> no. Like, there's something where it's like, if you hit a person with a ball, they have to retrieve it, and you get a point for every jumping jack you do. I don't know. And, like, if... There, there, you get points if you hit somebody in the butt. Yeah. You get, and, you get a point for every jumping jack you do. You get a point for, like, spinning around and saying crazy ball. Yeah, and then if, like, your ball hits their ball... Then the, in midair, the, in midair, then the two people have to rush at each other and punch each and other. punch each other, and the first one to punch the other one steals the points of the other team. All of the points plus one, plus one, and then uh, the game ends if they have sixty-seven points. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like it reminds me very much of a game that kids would make up and just keep making more and more complicated. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, but the the stakes of this game are the winner is the crazy ball champion of the universe and the loser's buried alive. Okay, here's the deal, man. Winner is champion of the universe. Loser gets buried alive. Got it? That's fair. Yep. <laughs> Which seems fair. <laughs> Absolutely. And then and then Mimi wins, and we learn that Mimi plays for keep because she makes Luke dig his own grave. <laughs> dig his own grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they cut to that night and they're just Luke is digging in a big yeah, old hole in a grave in the backyard <laughs> and I mean props to Luke for like being a good sport about he it he is the most accommodating <laughs> child in the world which is where a lot of the plot of this movie comes from yeah the fact that like Luke is, is a doormat and is trying not to be a doormat but will never not be a doormat uh-huh. and Mimi is psychotic Mimi is <laughs> Oh, man. Mimi is, is 10 pounds of crazy in a 5-pound bag. Yeah, Mimi's intense. She's something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Luke is digging his own grave. And they find a coffin-like object in the hole. And there's a gym inside of it. They find Rita Repulsa's... That, that's uh, exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is how Rita Repulsa got released yeah, on the moon. Yeah, I was like, this is just a Power Rangers origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mimi takes the gem, and the uh, coffin begins to shake and vibrate. The kids well, freak out. Not only does Mimi take the gem, but she ha- like there's a code that apparently they have to enter, and she right. just happens to do it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a throwaway line later on where one of the aliens is talking about it, and they're like, "It must be a super genius who was able to hack into that." Yeah, yeah. It's just a kid jamming on it. Yeah. So, so yeah, but she, yeah, she gets the gem, and uh, canister begins to shake. Um, they fill up the hole, and their mom is like, you know what time it is, it's 9 o'clock, you know what happens at 9, and they just kind of stare at her for a moment. Yeah, they just shrug, and <laughs> and then, and that's it, like, that's the that's scene, it. and I was like, that was freaking weird. Yeah, yeah. And then, we, <laughs> while they're being tucked into bed, Luke asks his dad if monsters exist. Dad? You okay, sport? Is there a such thing as monsters? 
Well, here's the thing, Luke. In a lot of ways, humans are the real monsters. So I'd say yes. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. I have honestly had almost had this conversation with my daughter. <laughs> and I have had the same answer almost. Like, that explains... Monsters aren't real. Except for human beings. Hu- like, there are bad people. Monsters... And then it gets kind of complicated. So, like, I connected with Mimi's dad, and Mimi and Luke's dad here in a uh, on a spiritual level. <laughs> yeah, Luke, uh, his Greg is the dad's Greg. name, and he's not bad. He's just kind of a dump. You don't like. Okay. Um, I kind of had the impression from him from the first half of this movie mm-hmm. that he was kind of just a. He was an okay dad. He uh-huh. was just kind of had a really good sense of humor and yeah. was really quirky. And I'm, and like for the first half, I was like, "This man is my spirit animal." And then, like, but then the, later, but then all yeah. of a sudden later on, it's like, "Whoa!" I backpedaled quick. It was like, "Greg's kind of a piece of shit." Yeah. But then he pulls me back towards yeah. the end. It was it was so weird. Yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll, give, we'll yeah. cover those when we get to it. But, um, but yeah, like, he's <laughs> I connected with Greg pretty hard in this in these first few mm-hmm. scenes. Well. They're tucking the kids into bed. Uh, the parents become concerned that Luke got beamed in the head pretty hard, and he's got like a gash in his in his forehead uh, while they're playing crazy ball. And Mimi is a little aggro about it. <laughs> Mimi is extra. Mimi, I don't want to keep going through this. Okay, remember what we said last time you were playing kooky ball? It's crazy ball. Plus, it's not even my fault. Check the tapes. Luke sucks. It doesn't matter, okay? You need to take it easy on your brother. He won't want to play with you anymore. What's the deal with monsters? Are they fake? Are they real? All the above. Yeah, what, what's with all the monsters talk tonight? It's just that, is that our monsters coming to kill us? Could you make sure they... Could you make sure they kill Luke first? That's harsh. But okay. Mimi, that's a horrible thing to say. Why? Dismissed. Good night, wacko. Uh, there's a running joke in this first few scenes where Luke thinks the coffin is their grandma. They they start knocking on the wall in Morse in, code. In, in, yeah, in code, yeah. And and communicating with each other's and yeah, yeah, and, and Luke is like, Do you think it's grandma? And and Mimi tells him that no, it can't be grandma because she's in hell. Forever. <laughs> like, what the hell did this grandmother do? <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's just Mimi. <laughs> I mean that's a good possibility too. In which case, what did Mimi do to their grandmother? <laughs> I don't, don't want to know. Uh, we cut back to the hole in the backyard where a purple hand raises from the hole. Uh, and we cut to a, like, gang of thugs, thieves, who are, like, divvying up the loot that they got from murdering an old man. <laughs> yeah, robbing and murdering a dude. Yeah, and it's all crap, so they're upset about that. Uh, a... Large figure appears behind them, speaking in a strange alien language. And, and I gotta say that these guys have some of the best line reads in the movie. There's not a pawn shop in town that's gonna want this crap! I think I sprained my wrist clocking that geezer. Why the hell would you even grab this? Suck my dick, asshole, it was dark! And that's a nice frame! <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> we already killed one asshole tonight, and we'll gladly do it again! <laughs> Our alien figure uh, levitates them up in the air and uh, begins questioning them. Our, the alien figure uh, figures out that they speak 
a derivative of some other alien language that is, you know, English. Yeah. Uh, and then he begins the murdering as he <laughs> smacks the leader of the thugs around, uh, grabs the two other guys by the neck, and just, like, pops their heads clean off. Yeah, just, just pulls off their, their noggins. And uh, the, the leader of the thieves is just keeps saying that he doesn't want to die. Yeah, he's begging for him to spare his life. So our uh, alien tyrant is like, oh, okay, I will grant you your wish. And yeah, you will never die. Yeah. And we don't know what he does to him right yet. <laughs> he just Yeah, we don't he magics see at him. it, but yeah, we, we assume it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to the kids walking to school the next day where they run into their friend Alistair. And um, they... Before before they go to the school though, before that, yeah, um, they're uh, they're outside looking at the the re oh yeah yeah hole, yeah the hole and there's a scene where like the parents come out and berate them about the hole a little bit. It, they're more like, impressed that they dug such a big hole. <laughs> yeah, um, the line the line specifically from Greg is "Great job on the hole, son." Great job on the hole, son. Thanks. And then he's like, "Well, someone's gonna have to fill this in." Someone, not me, basically. Yeah. And yeah. the the rest of the family all vote for him. And he's just like, well, I vote for all of you. And they're like, no, you're, you're still going to fill this in. And he's like, well, so much for democracy. Picks up the shovel, shovels one in. And he's like, oh, my hand, ow, ow, my hand, I can't, uh-huh. ah. <laughs> and And it's like, at this point, I was just like, this man is my hero. <laughs> but then later on, he's got, like, the actual bandage on his wrist. I was like, he wasn't, like, okay, now it's not as... Like, honestly, that diminished it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought what it was going to be was like, oh, okay, the dad is doing it, and oh, no, he's he's faking a wrist injury, so the kids have to do it. Right, right. Is what I thought was going to happen. Instead, it turns out that, I guess, the wife ends yeah, up his, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Susan does it. Susan has to do it, and she resents him for it. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of things, yeah, apparently. We'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah, and yeah. then they get to school. And then they, they and get then... to school, and uh, Luke wants to... Like call the cops on their, <laughs> on the hole and the casket and everything. But Mimi says a cab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they run into Alistair. Yeah, his kid's name is Alistair. His name is Alistair, <laughs> and he's kind of wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi has a crush on Alistair, but she shows it in a weird little kid way, in a very upfront way. Yeah. <laughs> you look good in your little outfit there. Why don't you give us a spin, hunky boy? <laughs> Which is an insane thing for a child to say. It is, and it makes Alistair very clearly uncomfortable. Yeah, he does not like this. No, so I he, do feel for Alistair, poor kid. Yeah, he's very uncomfortable around Mimi in general. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mimi and Luke, after school, uh, try to track down what crawled out of the hole. Yeah, they, it cuts uh, to night apparently. Yeah, yeah. We don't see any shots of them at school. No, they go to fine. school, and then the next scene they're coming home, and it's dark, and they're like, "Okay, okay sure." Yeah. Uh, and they follow the creature to the warehouse where our gang of thugs was murdered. Uh, we find out that Mimi has a Luke killer, <laughs> which is like a ball with a bunch of screws and shit on it. Yeah, just a bunch of stuff, like, glued to it. Yeah. I guess. That I I, she will use to murder Luke, apparently. I, for, re- for reasons I'm not sure, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Luke and Mimi go into the warehouse, and we see what happened to the leader of the thugs. Uh, and he's been—I I don't even know how to describe what I, happened to him. He's like he's, a living wax statue, and his yeah, it, eyes yeah, his, are like his, constantly it's, rolling. It's like his his 
flesh is melting, but he's kind of locked in stasis, and his yeah. eyes are just rolling constantly, yeah, just revolving over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Very clearly alive and in immense pain and unable yeah. to die. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the other two have been, like, mounted to the wall in various pieces, which reminded me of a part from The Northman. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the alien creature claims that he can smell fear and goes to murder the children, but uh, has to listen to Mimi's commands. Yeah, Mimi tells him to stop or not to murder him, and, and so he she, he stops. Yep. And it's because she has the little... The, the gem. The gemstone in her coat. Yep. His, his she, command stone. <laughs> yeah, and she very quickly puts the pieces together and figures out what's going on. Uh-huh. Uh, the alien promises that Mimi's command over him will not last long, and he threatens them with so many different very much pain and punishment and torture. All and of the bodily violence. Yeah, all of it. Just all of it. Uh, Luke staggers back against the lead thug guy and knocks him over, which causes him to splatter. <laughs> yeah, he's, his head hits the ground and it just opens up like a melon. Yeah, and so does the rest of him. <laughs> well, yeah, he just kind of explodes. Uh, but he's apparently not dead yet because <laughs> disembodied mouth thanks luke <laughs> yeah so which was a wild effect yeah <laughs> there's a lot of really good practical effects in this movie they really are um mimi makes the alien clap and run laps while they figure out what to name him and i wrote down every name that they came up with uh-huh we got dinosaurus flex yeah rexer thundrax yeah Cabrala Khan. That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> Revenge X Bad Lord. Heartless Creep. Rip Lord. Shadow Slammer. Merman. Merman. Nemesis Grim Knight. <laughs> I think I've played that guy in D&D. <laughs> and Dark Lord of Wonderful Smooches. <laughs> no, these are these are some grade A D&D NPC or character names. Uh -huh. like, <laughs> I'm stealing some of these. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, they land on Psycho Goreman, or PG for short. Mm -hmm. uh, the next day, Mimi wants to take uh, PG to school, but Luke is reasonably afraid of murders happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luke, Luke's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke is... he Like I said, he's a complete doormat, but he knows that this entire situation is completely fucked. Yeah, he's not an idiot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to space, where we see a whole gaggle of weirdos. Yeah, some oh, some A++ alien suits. Yes! Including uh, Tube Man, who is played by Stuart Wellington. Stuart Wellington, who's... Doesn't say oh a whole gosh. lot. He just no, kind of gurgles. He doesn't say anything, but he, he, every time his head turns, you hear the... Uh-huh. Like, he's like a robot, but he's like a... He's like, he's like a... a bra he, he's like Andross's final form in Star Fox 64 in right. a jar. On a uh, robot body. On, like, the... the uh, the robot skeleton from the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. I got, like, vibes of that and also, like, Mars Attacks. Yeah, of, like, yeah. in there. And then we, like... You get a guy, you get one character who's very clearly um, a, maybe not a parody, but at least derived uh, from a parody of the uh, of the Trade Federation leader guys from the uh, the prequels. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Who's kind of the, the t most talky of all of them. Yeah. yeah. And he's, yeah. I guess, Tube Man's boss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> or Tube Man's his servitor or something. I don't know. I don't know the hierarchy here. Yeah. But... Uh, my, I think my favorite, other than, than Tube Man, is H-I-S-S, -S, who is the snake person. Yeah. <laughs> They're really great. She just, just 
hisses. Like, or, yeah. She does the stereotypical, like, drawing out the S's. Yeah. Um, we, we also have... had this, like, weird fleshy... Yeah. I don't know. Fleshy is not even the right term. There's some really cool designs. There's some very <laughs> cool designs in this, yeah. Uh, and then we are introduced to Templar Pandora, who is kind of... I get the leader of this council, I guess I, you might say. I don't know. But I she, don't know what she is. <laughs> she's a member of the Templars who we find out more about later. Right. Um, and she's she's like a robotic angel person, you kind might say. Of, yeah. With horns. Like, come, her wings come out of her eyes. It's and weird. I mean, it's a neat design. She's a cool design. They're yeah. all cool designs. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, but she, they uh, are concerned about Psycho Goreman's resurrection and are debating what to do about it. Uh, Pandora wants to go right to Earth and do a murder on him before, you know... Before he can murder, murder everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they don't know anything about humanity. So Pandora requests her little servitor robot to bring her a human. Who's, again, done with, like, a really good stop motion effect. Yeah, he's really cool. He's just in this one scene, and then he's gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he teleports uh, a human lady up, mm-hmm. uh, and they're then gonna, they're going to talk to her and, uh, yeah, and learn and everything they can about humanity. Yeah, do a cultural exchange, and oh no, they just compress her into a cube of gore, and <laughs> then Pandora eats it, <laughs> or like smashes it on the table and then eats it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, she, she doesn't even eat it. I think she, she just smears her face with, and it, then and she then her, melts. Her face starts sloughing off and you can see this woman underneath it. It's, it's like, what the fucking f- weird? But it's like, wow, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this poor lady just got cubified into meat. <laughs> yeah. And not even a five by five square foot of meat. No, it's like a three inch by three inch cube. Yeah. It's like the... D&D lied. <laughs> yeah. Like the freaking Lamont configuration. <laughs> Except made of meat. <laughs> um... And the, and the aliens' reactions to this are next level. Yeah. Like, they are just, they're mugging as best they can. The, the puppet that Stuart Wellington has played sucks its mouth Oh, God, it's in. so great when it just Oh, goes, my <laughs> God. It was, oh, I loved it. I loved, yeah. oh. They do so much expressive acting with these suits. They do. Like, they do a lot. Yeah. It. Um, Steven Kostansky, the director, mm-hmm. is more of a makeup and prop artist than he is, like, anything else. It, like, if through. you look at his IMDb, like, credits, he has lists of... He's still working in that department. Like, he's been doing episodes of uh, Star Trek Discovery. Sure. So, he definitely has background in that, and that comes through in this. Yeah, it's it's Like, very for evident. realies. <laughs> it's very evident and incredible. Yeah. Uh, then we cut back to Earth... Um, where Luke, Mimi, and Alistair are bringing a TV to Psycho Goreman. They're just lugging it through the forest. Yep. Uh, nobody wants to help Luke carry the TV. It's not that big, so I don't know what his deal is. I, it's cumbersome. I mean, it's an old tube TV, yeah. so it's it's cumbersome. And he's he asks, like, can somebody help with help me with this? And Mimi's like, no, thank you. And just keeps, keeps yep. walking on. It's like, wow. When they get to Psycho Goreman, um, they, like, start talking to him and... Like, magazines fall out of Mimi's backpack that have, like, an underwear ad in them. Yeah. And that's where we get the Hunky Boys line. <laughs> yes. Look at all the Hunky Boys. I do not care for Hunky Boys. What do I? Yeah. And we get the idea that, hey, maybe uh, Sayako Gorman isn't straight and you should evaluate your conceptions of what alien overlords can be. 
honestly, I hadn't really thought about it. Okay. So they ask Psycho Gorman where he came from, and we get his backstory. Yeah, we do. And wow, is this a backstory. Yeah, this flashback is a lot to take in. Yeah, and we get a lot more cool suit and prop work. Yes, yes. And and just some re- really some, good effects. And some cool world building, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's wild. It's pretty cool. I dug it. Um, but yes, uh, Psycho Gorman was a slave of the Templars, uh, who are, like, self-proclaimed holy warriors, but, like... It's unclear if their god actually exists or if they're just using that as, like, a prop to oppress people. They think Commentary. Yeah, yeah, commentary of some kind there. So he he's mining their plant, the planet of Gygax to make temples and churches for the Templars when he finds this magic gem, which gives him incredible power. Yes. And he declares war on the Templars, overthrows them, begins conquering them, creates a, like warrior cast beneath him that he calls his paladins and they're a bunch of horrible badasses and starts bringing war to every inch of the galaxy because he realized that after he overthrew the Templars on his home planet that he still felt nothing and needed to destroy everything maybe to make him finally feel something. <laughs> so he's, he's a nihilist. Like yeah, he's he is. Militant nihilism. Yes. Uh, Pandora and the others of the Alliance of Light defeat Psycho Goreman, and seal him on a small backwater planet called Earth using the jump. For all time and forever, or at least until some child pokes buttons on the casket and pops that critter out of there. Yeah, some sort of super genius. Yep. Alistair and Luke are kind of enraptured by this story because it's fascinating. Yeah, but Mimi is bored by it because she's Mimi and awful. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's Mimi and Mimi don't got time for this shit? Basically, yeah. She's got goals. Yeah. Uh, so she commands Psycho Gorman to watch more TV and learn to be more fun. Yep. <laughs> that's that's her instruction. Yeah. So uh, Psycho Gorman begins analyzing the television, realizes it runs on a little bit of electricity. And he channels the <laughs> Electroverse. Channels the Electroverse. Uh, and contacts the his paladins. Who leave for Earth to come and get him. And the TV bleeds, like, The a TV lot. begins bleeding, and it apparently does not stop. It does not stop, because we see it later, and there's still blood gushing out of it, and Greg comments on it. Yeah, Greg is like, yeah, Hey, like, there's a lot of blood coming out of this TV. Well, it, the, the specific line is, uh... So this TV won't stop bleeding. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another... There's so many good line reads. Line read. <laughs> we cut to dinner with the kids, and Greg and Susan... Mimi keeps trying to get Alistair's attention, but she he just wants to go play video games with Luke, which is understandable. Because he's a preteen boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't see what the problem is. Uh-huh. Mimi summons Psycho Gorman to, the, to their house and throws basketballs at him. <laughs> and then we get some awesome lines from, from PG about worms that he once knew. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, talking about a, a civilization that he... He destroyed and they were... They had, like, a, a method of torture that was similar to this. <laughs> I... This reminds me of an ancient torture technique I learned from the worms of Janus many moons ago. They would pelt their Should I go? This is getting a little weird. Those were good people. Those worms. Psycho Gorman notices that, you know, Mimi really wants Alistair to take notice of her yeah so he's like hey i once used my powers to influence a, a princess of a moon to fall in love would you like me to do that for you and mimi's like yes do that thing and 
Ooh, man. And then he... And then... He does something. <laughs> yeah, Luke, and he does something to Alistair, and then we cut away. And then the next time we see Alistair, he's a big old brain with googly yeah. eyes and tentacles. And and we're just not going to talk about that. Yeah, he, he's been turned into the fiend without a face. <laughs> he's just... I mean, he's still alive. He's still alive, and he's apparently okay. Relatively. He doesn't like being a big brain, but... I mean... He's not terribly upset by it. But we just... We just don't bring this up again. It just doesn't get talked about. It I comes mean, up later, once. Later on, it, yeah. like, it's mentioned like once or twice, but... It's like... Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand what this has to do with making him love Mimi. He has more brain power, so I I don't know. I, I got I don't know what happened here. This is obviously Psycho Gorman fucking with Mimi in the only way he can at the moment. I guess so. Maybe yeah, he just did it, and maybe Alistair also loves Mimi now. But I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, it's it's very strange, <laughs> it's but thing. <coughs> yeah, I, I kind of adore it. And um, then we get our <laughs> well. First, Susan like notices that oh, yeah. Psycho Gorman is in the backyard. And she rushes out with a bat to take him on, which goes roughly as well as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, Greg is upset that his lucky bat, bat has been destroyed. <laughs> um, and uh, Mimi tries to tell her parents that, oh no, Psycho Gorman's a cool guy. He's, he's a member of the family. He's a fun dude. And Psycho Gorman just keeps staring at Susan and telling her and Greg that he's going to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to bathe in their blood. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> And then we get a musical sequence. Boy, do we. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they have formed a band with uh, Psycho Goreman on drums and Brain Alistair on the keys. <laughs> and the so song is about how completely awesome uh, Mimi, Mimi is. is. Yeah. And Frig Everybody Else. And Frig Everybody Else. And, and during, this, uh, during this montage sequence, like they're taking Gorman out on the town. Yeah, he blows up a kid on he, a bike. He blows up a kid on a bike, so you can check off that on your Creature yes. Crunch bingo. Yeah, kid we murder. have killed so many children, man. We've, there's some, there's child murder in this. Uh, we get an 80s clothing montage where they try to get Psycho <laughs> Gorman to wear something because he's been perfectly nude until this point. Yeah. Um, And I guess Susan now likes Psycho Gorman because yeah, she's involved she's, in the whole thing. Yeah, she is just all on top of this now. She's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, with, fuck with Greg now. I yeah. Guess. It, it's so weird. Yeah. And then, like, uh, they're throwing basketballs at uh, at Luke, and Psycho Gorman turns a basketball into a screaming goblin head, <laughs> which crashes through a wall and destroys Greg's TV. Yes. Which he is upset and he, by. He, yeah, he cries. He cries. He, he curls up into the fetal position and cries. Yeah. yeah. Again, I connect with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go to a diner where uh, Psycho Gorman and the kids are eating, and Psycho Gorman eats his burger and the plate and the wrapper of the burger. And everything else. And everything else. And we are told, or Psycho Gorman tells us that uh, eating an opponent is like the most honorable thing you can do. It's yeah, giving it's them the, a warrior's death. It's giving them a warrior's death. Which is, this comes back a couple times. <laughs> it's also, that's, that's, that sure is a claim. That's a statement. Um, Mimi is just continuously awful to Luke, calls him fat, and like steals his food, and he's not, he's a little twig of a kid. Yeah, he is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Good body shame. Yeah. Mimi's just terrible to him. Like, completely terrible. Mimi is, Mimi is the monster of this movie. She really is, yeah. Even more so than the genocidal, like... Space and, dictator. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, although I have to say that 
I don't I don't remember exactly where it was, but I was honestly kind of surprised that like like this is a girl who was already corrupt. Yeah. And you've given her ultimate power. Yeah. I think that she played it pretty low key compared to she, what she could have done. Yeah, I <laughs> like, I, think... I was surprised it didn't escalate faster or much higher. Yeah, yeah. That night Luke has a nightmare about being attacked by zombies and since he's in the nightmare scape or whatever it's called, Psycho Goreman can talk with him. Yeah, and I just want to remind Luke that while you're surrounded by all these zombies and this murder alien, just remember that the only real monster is man. Yeah, not not these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only monster is your sister. These guys are fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when your dad was saying that monsters are real because humans are the real monsters. He was talking he about was Mimi. talking about Mimi. Yeah. But uh, PG wants Luke to steal the gym so that they can both be free of Mimi. <laughs> yeah, Psycho Gorman realized, definitely took note of Mimi's... Behavior um, towards Luke, yeah. Yeah, her, 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 uh, her abuse towards Luke. And he's trying to appeal to Luke's, I don't know... Pride, sense of self-preservation, self-preservation, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, we can work these." Because I mean, Psycho Gorman is not dumb. No, no, like, he wouldn't have done everything he was able to do if he was dumb. Yeah. Like, but yeah, uh, Luke says no because he's still loyal to his sister and honestly kind of afraid of her more so than the genocidal space uh, dictator, <laughs> which says something. Which says something. And since Luke has denied Psycho Gorman, they just kind of have to. Hang around, wait for the nightmare to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the zombies just kind of... And again, really cool designs on the zombies. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like they're really, really like fleshy zombies. Yeah, there's really good masks and uh-huh. prop work done. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Luke and Mimi teach Brain Alistair and Psycho Gorman about Crazy Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and Psycho Gorman is having none of this bullshit. He wasn't, he wasn't paying attention. No. Uh, when the cops drive through a fence and <laughs> show the fuck up, yeah. Um, and first they they try to shoot Psycho Gorman, which once again goes about as well as you'd expect. Uh, Psycho Gorman like grabs one of the cops, grabs his gun hand, grabs his gun hand, like merges some tentacles into him and begins to melt him. Oh god, yeah, it's it's an intense scene. <laughs> Yeah, um, and the other cop runs off while uh, Melty Cop is turned into a slave of Psycho Gorman. Well, it, it, we have a really good line, a really, really good scene where, uh, like, the the Melty Cop is, like, you know, he looks like he's been put through a microwave. Yeah. And he's on his knees, and his eyes are bulging, and his skin is melting off. Uh-huh. Gorman is still holding him, and Gorman tells the other cop to, you know, go and warn... I guess warn everybody else. Yeah. And then the cop like runs over to the driver's side door. He's like, uh, I need, I, the, I need keys. the keys. <laughs> Never mind. And he just runs off. <laughs> it's like, really it's, funny. Yeah. The entire uh, appearance and like entire situation of, of Melty Cop is based off of a short that Stephen Kostansky did called Biocop. Oh. And this guy is referred to as Biocop in the credits. And everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just a little short movie about a Melty zombie cop. And here he is. And okay. here he is. Only He's probably back. in a significant more amount of pain. Yep, I imagine so. I don't know, I haven't seen that short. But. Oh, okay. And this is where we get a little bit for Alistair. He's got his moment. He can still talk. He can still talk, which scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it, it, more so than anything else. Yeah, Alistair like crawls off and is just like, I don't like this, I'm, I'm going to be a brain forever. And 
Mimi's like, I still love you, and gives him a smooch. He's like, okay, I'm a brain now. <laughs> and then he just goes off into the sunset. Yeah. We don't see him until the end of the movie, I don't think. I don't think so. He's just... He's okay now with his new life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I think it's around here where Mimi's ta- uh, trying to teach uh, Psycho Gorman about the F word. And it's, it's many uses. It's when they're walking through the forest. Yeah. With the... With, with Biocop. With the Biocop, yeah. yeah. And, uh... And I, I think it's absolutely amazing, and I love this to death. But their F word is not fuck. No, it's, it's frig. frig. <laughs> it's like... That's great. In fact, I think there's only one legitimate F-bomb in this entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's Greg, isn't it? I think so. I don't remember who, but it's... It, there's only it's one. A, and it's way at the end of it's the movie. It's towards the end, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're they're teaching Psycho Gorman about the Frig word, and... Uh, we find out that Biocop is in constant pain, uh, but cannot die as he his gun is fused to his hand. Yeah, he tries to shoot himself through the head, and it doesn't take. No, um, he like apparently Mimi had commanded him to write her a love letter, and he just gives her a heart, and then writes in it in his own blood, "Please kill me." And I think the heart's made of his own flesh. That's yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um, Luke gives Mimi some very light teasing about being in love with Alistair. And uh, Mimi commands Psycho Gorman to kill Luke. <laughs> so he picks Luke up and begins to strangle the small child. And then Mimi like lets him go at the last moment. And this is where Luke starts to realize, oh, Mimi's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> She's completely around the bend. She's not a safe person. Yeah. I mean, she, she tells me she's just kidding. But, but. but she did have a space overlord try to strangle her. You can't go back from that. Even as a practical joke. Even as a practical joke, yeah. Um, at the police station, um, the other cops are trying to comfort the cop who ran away after Biocop melted. In, a, in another amazing scene, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pandora appears in the form of the woman she smushed earlier. And we get that, that old cop at the desk with the computer. <laughs> he's got a string of paper clips. He's just so bored. Yeah. He's just like, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weren't you paying attention to what so-and-so was saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Pandora goes to the cop who escaped and reads what happened from his mind. It's apparently pretty painful for the cop. <laughs> it looks pretty awful. Yeah. We don't see what happened to that guy. I don't think he lived. I don't think so either. I can't imagine he did. No. And then uh, Psycho Gorman's paladins arrive. And it's a D&D adventuring party, I swear to God. It really is. <laughs> you get some amazing creature designs from these really guys. Really good creature designs. I, I love, like I said, I love, like, tank blender body part man. Yeah. That dude's great. <laughs> There's uh, the witch master who's just that old lady head in a cloak. She speaks Japanese. She speaks Japanese. There is the, the only one like I know Witchmaster's name and I know Cassius 3000's name because how could I not? <laughs> He's just like a dandy robot man with yeah. a robot parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's the current leader of the Paladins who is like looks like a uh, Lord of the Rings orc. Yeah, he with does. like no nose and yeah. Yeah, He's... this guy walked right out of of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But they all look amazing. They're really cool designs. But we find out that after Psycho Gorman was imprisoned by the Order of Light, they gave Gygax to 
the paladins and told them not to bother with them anymore. And the paladins have been passing around leadership as like a democratic commune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they have brought peace to Gygax essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. Yeah, because because Gorman commands uh, them to kill the kids. And the yeah. Kid, they're like, nah. No, we're not gonna. We're going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> because our life has been so much better since you've been gone. <laughs> So the, the generals begin beating ten kinds of hell out of Psycho Goreman. Kind of. And his, like, slacks and white golf shirt. Yeah, I guess we <laughs> did forget to mention his uh, his wardrobe. In his wardrobe, scenes. yeah. He's wearing sunglasses, like a white polo, and slacks. slacks. And a cowboy hat. And a cowboy hat, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's very important that he's wearing that white shirt because uh, body part blender tank man does the only thing he can do, which is just spray, spray blood him. all over him. Just drenches him in blood. <laughs> And cackling all the time while more butt rock plays in the background. <laughs> and, like, it's really funny because it doesn't look like it's doing anything, and Psycho Gorman doesn't act like it's doing anything other than getting him wet. <laughs> yeah. Their, their methods of beating him up are, like, literally just punching, kicking, yeah. and hitting him with, like, stone slabs. And yeah, stuff. yeah. It's, that's it. I mean, one of them, I think, has swords and slashes him a couple times, but... <laughs> yep. But, I mean, it's working. Yeah. Mimi refuses to let Psycho Gorman fight back because he tried to have the paladins kill him. Uh-huh. Or kill, kill, kill them. them. Yeah. Um, so she... they, they wait for Psycho Gorman to apologize and mean it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, you need to apologize. Like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, no, 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 you didn't mean that. So he gets the shit kicked out of him for a bit longer. And then he's like, no, I'm really sorry. <laughs> And then Mimi lets Psycho Gorman fight back against the generals, which goes about as well as you would think. <laughs> yeah, he just, again, a really good, really good uh, suit effects, good gore effects. Just, it's a scene. It's a scene, yeah. Um, Ends up knocking the uh, the hag's head yeah, off. Yeah, Witchmaster's, Witchmaster's head, out. head off. Yeah, and it goes rolling away. <laughs> um, and then he gets to the last guy. And gives him a warrior's death, which means that he eats him. Uh-huh. And we find out that, wow, Psycho Gorman's mouth is, like, car-sized. It's a huge mouth. Like, it, it reminded me of, this, of a scene from Godzilla 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Psycho Gorman stands up and tells the kids that, like, oh, he was a an honorable warrior, so I gave him a warrior's death. Luke is not handling any of this well. Luke is melting be. down. Yeah. <laughs> Mimi seems bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we find out that the the uh, paladins had poisoned their blades with Psychogorman's blood, which cursed him, and now he's dying. Sure. Which is apparently how that works. And then we cut to a completely different movie for a moment where the kids' parents are fighting. Susan tells Greg that like he's lazy and worthless. And Greg's trying to like stand up for himself, but really can't. Not doing it, yeah. She's like, and what do you what do you even do around here? He's just I. And then we cut to the bathroom <laughs> with him like crying in the bathroom. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While Greg is on the toilet, like feeling sorry for himself, a little moat of light like wobbles into frame and begins shouting at him as it's Psycho Gorman. <laughs> Yeah. Just starts screaming at him at the top of his lungs, uh, telling Greg to go pick him up. Because yeah, he's, pick him and the kids up. Because they're in trouble. Um, Greg doesn't know where they, they are, are, 
So, Psycho Corman continues screaming at him and gives him very specific instructions about where to drive to. Yep. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Find me! Find me or you all die! They get home after loading uh, Psycho Goreman and Mimi's wagon into the <laughs> back of the truck. Uh, Pandora is there waiting for them. Uh, Pandora wants the gem so that she can end Psycho Goreman once and for all. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to trap him forever. She just wants to kill him. Yeah, she. I'm not really sure why she didn't do that the first time. Well, but... she said that she wanted to punish him for oh, all yeah. eternity. That's right. So she was. Gonna, she kept him alive, but in stasis, unable to do anything. Sure. Yeah. Which is some evil overlord shit right there. Like, yeah. It, it, Matt, I'm thinking the Templars aren't good people. There are no good people in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Except maybe Luke. Well, even that, like, Luke picks exactly the wrong moment to stand up to Mimi. Uh-huh. Uh, and goes over to Pandora and his, and his mom and stands with them. And then uh, Greg decides to... Do something for yeah, a change. Yeah, he's, he's gonna have a spine now. And they uh, him, Mimi, and Psycho Gorman drive off. Yep, back to the uh, the warehouse. Uh, Psycho Gorman apparently needs the gem to not die. Yeah, he he asks Mimi to give him the gem to to save him. And then we get an amazing <laughs> story from Greg. I know I'm not a good dad or a smart dad, but I still have some dad wisdom for you. When I was your age, a weird guy in a van outside my school asked if I wanted to see his baseball cards. I said yes without thinking. And he took me in the back of his van and showed me his giant collection of pristine baseball cards. I had a lot of fun. And I'm thankful I put my trust in that creepy weirdo. So I think you should trust your weird murdering monster friend. It's the grown-up thing to do. It's a moral. It's something. <laughs> this movie has no moral, Matt. <laughs> uh, back at the house, Pandora reverts to her true form, the, like, mechanical angel Temporal. person. Yeah. And begins mixing a potion, which uh, Mom drinks. Uh, we cut back to the warehouse with Psycho Gorman, Mimi, and Greg. Uh, Mimi tells Greg that she's going to be in her office. Which is like an actual office from when this was a shoe factory. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a crucifix in there. <laughs> Scene. And it really seems like we're having a come to Jesus moment in this last act. It's, yeah, Mimi starts praying to God. And then we think it's like, oh, okay, she's 
trying asking to for guidance, guidance and... about what to do for with Psycho Goreman. No, she wants like help on which sunglasses to wear. Says Psych because she knows what sun- sunglasses to wear. She's going to wear the zebra sunglasses. They're cheetah print. <laughs> and then tells Jesus, "There's a new god in town, and his name is Psycho Gorman, and he's coming for you, buddy." And then she snaps the crucifix across her knee. <laughs> yeah. It, what is that? Was a scene? It, it's a lot. It's a lot. So Mimi goes to give a uh, psychogore man the gym, but realizes she no longer has it. Yep. Luke. Luke. Luke, it. Luke had light fingers. Uh, Pandora arrives with a Templarified Susan, and Luke. And Luke, Luke's there too. <laughs> yeah, I really love the running joke that Psycho Gorman cannot remember Luke's name. Yeah, yeah, he's like Mimi and Mimi. Mimi's brother <laughs> and boy. <laughs> like even at the end of the movie, yeah, he cannot like, remember Luke's name. Like Susan and Greg and Mimi and boy. boy. <laughs> uh, Susan goes to murder the shit out of Greg, uh, while Luke and Mimi get into it. And Psycho Gorman and Pandora fight, but Psycho Gorman is still... He's pretty weak. He's pretty weak. He's still bleeding out, like he's cursed. And it, it doesn't go well for old PG. No. Um, Psycho Gorman is defeated by Pandora and sealed in like a... I think it's the same sort of box that she smushed. I think so. The, That's the, the impression I got. The lady at the start. Um, and then she appeals, or he appeals to Pandora's, like, honor as a warrior. And is like, you, as a Templar, you have to give your defeated foe one last request. Yeah, like a request for combat. Or, or like request a trial for, by like, combat. Trial by combat, yeah. And Pandora, like, first brushes it off, but uh, PG just keeps, like, poking at him. Poking at him, poking at him. And um, she gives in eventually, and... Yeah, she's like, okay, I will best you in combat. And yeah, she's like, well, no, I don't want to do combat. She, I, I will let Mimi choose the the form of the trial, and of course, it's crazy, crazy ball. ball. Yeah, because that's what this entire movie's been leading up to at this point. <laughs> uh, we get more butt rock. Yeah, we do. There's so much butt rock. There's so this. much butt rock. It's great. <laughs> it's like I'm playing Sonic Adventure. <laughs> um, while the the Council of Light like. Watches in perfect silence, having no idea what the hell's going on. It's really funny. It's really good. Um, so yeah, they start playing crazy ball, and uh, we get some great lines from Luke um, as as he beans Mimi and tells her, "This is for the time you made me eat my own sandcastle." To which Mimi responds, "You should thank me. Now it's one with you forever." <laughs> There's, there is a lot of history between these two kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pandora is just so over this entire situation. Like she has no idea what's going on and hates every waking every moment, moment of, it. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, due to a switcheroo at the end, uh, Mimi, Dad, and Psycho Gorman win. Yeah, Mimi, Mimi, and Luke's uh, balls collide. They do the switcheroo, and and Mimi punches Luke in the gut. Lifts in the him gut, off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Just gives him, like, a Street Fighter finishing move or something. Uh, Dad tries to give Psycho Gorman a high five 
and actually breaks his wrist. Yeah, just snaps it. Just snaps that crap. Bone, bone out of the skin and everything. Even there's a line later, like, I think my wrist's broken. It's like, yeah! There's <laughs> <laughs> bone sticking through it, my man. Uh, Pandora, having had enough of this whole situation, goes to kill Psycho Goreman. Mimi defends him, but Mom, still the Templar, steps in. Yeah, uh, she won't. She won't let because uh, Pandora's gonna attack through Mimi to through get to Gorman, yeah. and and Susan is like, no, no, you're not gonna hurt my child. Yeah, and then we get a heartwarming moment <laughs> with Mimi, Luke, Greg, and Psycho Gorman. Kind I of, I like. <laughs> they they try and like teach Psycho Gorman about love. Yeah, which doesn't go well because he doesn't understand. He, he doesn't, doesn't comprehend he doesn't love. Understand love. Um, and then at the end, like, Mimi sings the, the Frig You song, <laughs> which apparently wins Luke back over to her side, because, I don't know. The, yeah. <laughs> which is just kind of like the entire through line of this movie, where Mimi learns nothing but succeeds anyway. Yeah. So Luke, Luke, Luke gives, gives her, her the, the gem. gem. Pandora de Templarifies Susan. And now Susan's just covered in goo. It's covered in goo. She's hugging Greg, whose mm-hmm. wrist is super broken. Super busted at this point. He's looking it's, rough. It's it's a sweet, tender moment. <laughs> kind of, I guess. <laughs> but Psycho Gorman is at full strength uh, and begins to attack Pandora with his full realized powers. So he begins tearing chunks out of her. Well, yeah, because she's like, you know, she has this really cool sword. Her wings turn into the sword. Yeah. And she's like, I will still strike you down. You, you can't defend against this holy blade. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to make my own. Out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he does. Yeah, he begins pulling bones and flesh out of her and makes a sword out of it. It's the most metal thing I've ever seen. It, yeah. It doesn't, it looks kind of floppy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't look great, but. It does the job. Uh, Mimi sort of apologizes to Luke. By, by, through Morse code and they hug it out so apparently that's the end of it yeah it resolved yeah that's that resolution <laughs> uh, in the scuffle between Psycho Gorman and Pandora the Hunky Boys magazine has been damaged yeah which uh, sets Psycho Gorman off into a unstoppable rage <laughs> not my Hunky Boys <laughs> uh, he gets Pandora down on the ground and um like she she keeps calling him nameless one because well he because was a, he doesn't have a he name he doesn't have a name up until yeah and he finally learns to accept the name Psycho Gorman mm-hmm. which she she says is a beautiful name and then he eats her <laughs> well yeah he gives her a warrior's death yeah yeah <laughs> which she is uh, not thrilled about and the family isn't thrilled about no nobody's thrilled about no, this it's pretty gross. except for Psycho Gorman Psycho Gorman likes him like this is his whole situation so, yeah, after the battle, uh, Psycho Gorman gives Mimi the gym. Yeah, so he makes a portal and goes to downtown whatever the hellville. Yeah. And begins, grows to giant size and begins blowing it up. Yeah, he starts destroying everything because he, uh, Mimi taught him how to love. Yeah. Which is a new kind of power he didn't know he had. Yeah. So he then portals away and begins destroying the world with love. For the first time in centuries, I feel whole. Thanks to your family, I now know the true power comes from within. The power of love. What? 
Goodbye, Mimi. Goodbye, Greg and Susan and... Uh, boy. It's time for me to take this newfound power and use it to destroy the galaxy. Uh, and we get more about Rock. Yes. Um, we cut to the credits where we find out what happened to Alistair. <laughs> uh, who has dinner with his parents and just can't eat. He, he can't eat. He doesn't have a mouth. He doesn't have hands. No. He's got little tentacles. His parents are not too perturbed about him no. being a brain eater. I mean, it's been a few days at this point. you got to get, you get used to it eventually. <laughs> you got to move on. Yeah. Uh, and oh. then we get another after credit sequence of the Council of Light, <laughs> who... Um, they have a plan. They have plan B, which is a gun. <laughs> and they Just... ask who wants to kill themselves first, <laughs> to which Tube Man raises his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Psycho Gorman. That was, that was the movie. What what a what a movie that was! I fucking love this movie, man. It's it's a lot. This it's movie a lot, is a yeah. lot to take in. <laughs> but like you were saying, it, it does have a lot of shades of like movies like Thanks Killing. Uh-huh. But the nice thing is, it doesn't have to rely on too much overt shock humor. There, there's nary a boob to be found. There's no boobs. There's no slurs. There's no uh huh. You know, there's none of that real cringe humor. I mean, there's a. I guess saying shock humor is probably incorrect because there is shock humor in this, but it's not that kind, right? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's a very singular movie, and I am going to add this into my watching rotation because I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it was everything I wanted it to be, plus some. It was so much. <laughs> so, um, with that. Uh... Did you, we want to talk about what we loved and hated yeah. about it? Yeah, what did you like most out of this movie? Um, mostly it the effects. I mean, the, the, you, yeah. the, the suits, the designs of the, the aliens, like, they're all very, very interesting. Um, like, now that we were doing this, I was actually kind of regretting not taking more notes about what each of the aliens looked uh-huh. like and describing them each individually, because that was the highlight of this movie. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I absolutely adore, like... Blender Pink Body Part Man. Yeah, I don't even know that dude's name. But... I, I, I don't know. There's there was a lot of real like there's a lot of creativity in uh-huh. the alien designs. Um, the effects were for amazing like, for for characters who show up for just like a second, uh-huh. and they have intricate suits and movement yeah. and yeah. And I mean, it, it's one of those things where like the, the prop design and the the the, the practical effects are really good, but they're also really bad in a good way. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird. It's they're not bizarre. meant to be, like, photorealistic, no, like, CG not supposed slick, to be, or anything like that. No, it's not supposed to be, convince you that these things exist. It's supposed to be, look at these really cool Halloween costumes that we Essentially, designed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's... It, it, they pull it off really good, so I, I really mm-hmm. love that. What about you? What's your favorite part of the movie? Uh, I love Mimi's absolute psychoticness. Like... <laughs> yeah. The fact that she was completely unrepentant throughout the entire movie, like even up to the end where she just reluctantly apologizes to Luke for <laughs> attempting to murder him. Yeah. For like, burying him alive. She, and... she won't use the words. She knocks them into Morse yeah. code. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. But it I love it. Nuts. Uh was there anything about this movie you didn't like? Um So it, it's a personal thing where uh, mm-hmm. I have to be in the right mindset to watch a movie like this. Mm. And I probably, like, I need to figure out a thing to kind of 
prime me for that kind yeah. of thing. But, like, I did find myself becoming exhausted at times oh. where it was just like, okay, there's just so much of this that I can handle at a yeah. time. So I probably should have taken breaks. But um, but if we want to get into anything more critical, uh, let's see. The only thing I didn't like is I wanted more aliens, I guess. Yeah. I wanted more of those yeah, things. I re- yeah, it's like going off of what we really liked about it. I wish that we could have seen more of those people doing things. Yeah. Like, like the the whole, I guess the, the the whole Alistair brain thing was really funny, but it didn't seemed very very pointless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they could have removed Alistair completely and changed nothing of this movie, <laughs> and maybe fit in a little bit more that actually I, I don't know quote unquote mattered. But it, I don't know. It's it's hard to say something like that with a movie like this. Like uh-huh. I I love it, it. It really is. I really so. love this movie. But. Um, Anything, anything no, else? No, I, so. I think that's it for me, man. Alrighty, so uh, we're going to go ahead and cut on over to the crunch. Uh, we'll see you there in a few seconds after some music. So welcome back. Uh, we are now going to crunch us up a Psycho Gorman into a functional monster. Kind of, yeah. Chris, what do you got for us? Okay, so I obviously went with Psycho Gorman in this. Like, I kind of had to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was either him or Mimi, and Mimi would have honestly been a boring stat block. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what we have here is the Otherworldly Decimator. That's uh, just your... Uh... What? Otherworldly is just your go-to it, for it's a good, alien. It's a good word. <laughs> it is a good word. <laughs> but yeah, we have a medium aberration, mm-hmm. neutral evil, uh, AC of 19. He's, he's We see him shrug off a lot. Yeah, he's hard to hit. Uh, hit points of an average of 127. That seems low to me. Oh, yeah, but he's got stuff to make up for. Okay. Uh, strength of 22. He is a strong guy. Uh, dex of 14. Sure. Constitution of 18. Yeah. Intelligence of 16. He ain't, he ain't dumb. Wisdom of 14. And Charisma of 8. That's low. <laughs> That's He's a, a big low. murder man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he carries a lot of presents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got saving throws in strength, constitution, and intelligence. Uh, skills of athletics, intimidation, and survival with an expertise in intimidation to bring that up. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, damage resistances to necrotic and psychic. Sure. And then bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Okay. Uh, immune to charmed and frightened. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, passive perception of 12. Speaks abyssal in common. That makes sense. And a challenge rating of 15. Which is our highest um, mainstay episode mm-hmm. challenge rating thus far. Yep. All right, so our our boy here has legendary resistances three a day, sure, which works just how legendary resistances work. Okay, uh, aberrant weapons. Uh, the decimator's weapon attacks are magical and deal an extra, on average, of twenty two necrotic damage on a hit. Five d eight. Okay. 5D8. Mm-hmm. So just straight up, just dealing tons more damage. Yep. <clears throat> Innate spellcasting. 
the Decimator's innate spellcasting ability is intelligence, spell save of 16, plus 8 to hit with attacks. And it can innately cast the following spells requiring no material components. Three times a day, telekinesis. That makes sense. And then one time a day each, summon aberration and hold monster. Okay. Yeah, sure. Because he does contact his paladins. They yeah. turn on him. But, you know. He, I mean, he, he summoned them. Yeah. Regardless. Okay. Uh, our boy also has Frightful Presence, which is exactly the same as a dragon's. Sure. It's just, you know, for him instead. Yeah. Uh, he's got magical resistance. So, so advantage on saving throws against yep. spells and other magical effects. And then his big ability, which is subjugate. Okay. If a creature dies due to damage from one of the decimator's attacks, it is restored to a semblance of life at the end of the round. It keeps its initiative order, but its statistics are replaced with those of a ghoul, still retaining any weapons or armor it was using. Okay. The creature is loyal to the Decimator and will attack the Decimator's foes or obey the Decimator's commands. Okay, yeah. I mean, we do see this... Um, when he makes Biocop. Yeah, specifically with the cop. But yep. Okay. Uh, and that's it for his... His uh, traits. His uh, traits there. Uh, for actions, we have a multi-attack. He makes four attacks. His attack is the Decimator Blade. Sure. Uh, melee weapon attack, plus 11 to hit. Reach of five feet. Uh, one target, hit uh, average of 33 slashing damage. Alrighty. And then he also does his bonus necrotic damage on top of that. Okay, um, the only note that I have uh -huh. on that is that we'll have to add in the necrotic damage to that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that in post. It's okay, fine. It's fine. that's fine. Just because you don't want to have to have the DM right, looking that... in two different places to for one attack's damage. Okay, so. that makes sense. But... Yeah, and then uh, he can also take up to three legendary actions. His only action he can take is a blade strike, which is his uh, decimator blade attack. But he can do it three extra times. So just a slashy, slashy guy. Yeah, and if he knocks anyone down, they get back up and start serving him. All right. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I, the only notes that I have is maybe giving him a few more spells that he can cast, mm -hmm. uh, or and or more actions. Yeah, but. Other than that, like he's pretty cool. I like him. I don't really have any no fixes I mean, to that. Those are just some notes that I have. But I mean, from what we see him in the movie, he's just great big guy who, you know, can brush off damage. Maybe uh, make people float. And yeah, explode them. I would give him. Um, oh, let me look in some spells here. Let's see. Uh, so off the top of my head, mental prison would be a good one. Okay. Uh, you attempt to bind a creature with an illusion within an illusionary cell that only it perceives. Um, it makes a save on a successful one. It takes 5d10 psychic damage and the spell ends. But on a failed one, it takes 5d10 psychic damage and, uh, you make the area immediately around the target space appear dangerous to it in some way. You, you may cause it to target to perceive it as being surrounded by fire, floating razors, or hideous maws filled with dripping teeth, whatever. Um, but that that seems to me like a, what he used against the lead thug okay. in the beginning of the movie. Okay. So how many times a day do you think he should do that? Oh, probably just once. Okay. I'll stick that <laughs> on there. Either. Honestly, I'd really like to give him more at-will spell, or give him some at-will spells, or just more, more things that he can do. Well, I don't know. At the same time... Doing one cantrip or, or like, first level spell versus three uh -huh. sword attacks, you'd want to go for the sword attacks. Eh, I think that fine. That was kind of my, like, thought process on that, because I, sure. I thought about it, and it's like, well, why would he ever want to even, like, uh, give him Eldritch Blast or whatever? It's like, right. why? What, what, why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so no, I, I think Mental Prison would be a good one, but other than that, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. So. Alrighty. So, so yeah, what I, what I imagine he'd want to do is, like, use telekinesis or hold monster to stop someone, and then just fucking Cuisinart them. Okay, fair. Fair. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what this guy's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, that, that works for me. But, yeah. Uh, but with that, that's, uh, that's Psycho Gorman. Um, yes, Kase. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. We do really appreciate it. Um, we have, uh, in two weeks, it's gonna be my pick. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I have no idea what you're doing. What are you doing? Well, uh, it came to my attention... That this year marks the 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's The Thing. And it is going to be in uh, Fathom Events Theaters on uh, June 19th and 22nd. So uh, that is the week, you know, at the end of that week is when this, uh, when our next episode is going to come out. So I thought, let's do John Carpenter's The Thing. So, All right. Sounds so that's like a plan. So, uh, so that's what we're going to do, be doing in two weeks. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to, uh, subscribe to our Patreon if you'd be so kind. Yeah. Uh, you can get some early access to our new show that we're going to be releasing. Comic Crunch. Comics Crunch. Um, you can also get, uh, some extra bonuses that we're going to be doing here in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've, we've got schemes. We've got schemes. We did it. We did a test of a thing that I didn't. It I, didn't care. It didn't I come didn't out like I, I thought it was going to. So yeah, that's I not going to happen. But we've got other ideas for cool stuff um, that we're really looking forward to doing. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you, of course, you've got the aforementioned uh, Critter Kibbles where we are going to be doing extra stat blocks on these. And I was thinking that I, I would like to start releasing at least the rules for the Kibbles after okay. a certain amount of time, just putting them up on D&D Beyond. Okay. Just trying to get a little bit extra That's visibility. That's your call, man. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be this doing your that. Baby. Um, other than that, if you uh, if you have a request or any feedback for us directly, uh, you can reach out to us, uh, creaturecrunchpodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter uh, at creatures underscore crunch. No, at creature crunch. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then if you, you were adding underscores where they didn't need to be this I time. I did, I did. <laughs> uh, you can find the stat blocks for our mainstay monsters. Uh, there's a description in the link. Uh, there's, a, there's a link in the description of this episode. There's links on our Twitter uh, and you can also find them on D&D Beyond under my old uh, D&D Beyond handle, which is the underscore best underscore disguise. Yep. And then, uh, Chris, if they want to reach out to you individually, where can we find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at the library C, that's C-E-E. I'm still working on painting the uh, Come On Games X-Men Marvel United figures. Uh, which look fantastic. That's been, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, they look good. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am, of course, at Danny underscore Hamsteak. Sure are, buddy. And we will see you guys next time.